$1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Y.O. Theater is receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust, Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. At Carpet Design, their showroom showcases the latest in carpeting, luxury vinyl, tile, laminate, as well as all types of hardwood flooring. You'll see what's new in color, texture, and technology. If your flooring is showing its age or you just are ready to make a change, come see what's new and exciting at Carpet Design. Every Saturday from 10 to 3, take 20% off on flooring in the warehouse. Large selection, too. Free estimates, 643 Riverside Street, Carpet Design. Delicious McDonald's deals are now more fun, more accessible, and better than ever through the McDonald's mobile app. The app is now the only place you can earn My McDonald's reward points on every McDelivery order. Plus, you can get those free McDonald's rewards you earn delivered, too. Just order, relax, and enjoy. McDonald's will bring your faves to you. Just go to the Google Play or Apple App Store and download the new McDonald's mobile app and start saving. Download it now. McDonald's, Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette. Mary, Holy Name School is adding a sixth grade. Yes, Craig, and we're all very excited. Next year, sixth graders can join us at Holy Name to experience our small class sizes with daily instruction that will include Spanish and have a Christian-centered religious education. This is a great opportunity for those that are looking for a faith-filled environment with master teachers and caring staff. And you know what? I'm going to be the teacher, Craig Ellis. Come learn about the exciting activities we're planning for our sixth graders at Holy Name School. Call 672-2021. Staying on top of your tax and accounting records doesn't have to be a struggle. I'm Patrick Sucker. Parker Mellinger has been providing professional solutions and outstanding value for over 30 years. Whether you're interested in QuickBooks consulting, monthly accounting, payroll preparation, or tax preparation, Parker Mellinger is the solution for your tax and accounting needs. Call us today. Your initial consultation is always free at Harker Mellinger. 1811 South Sheridan Avenue in Sheridan. Filing your taxes can be easy. Hi, this is Barb from your locally owned H&R Block office. Whether you choose to file virtually, in person, or drop off, let's make it work for you. File your way with H&R Block and get expert help at every step and a maximum refund of every dollar you deserve. All tax situations are different. Not everyone gets a refund. Let us help you get the credits you deserve to lower that tax liability or increase that refund. Stop at H&R Block, 1307 Caffeine, or call 672-9787. Wild Renovation understands that all situations are different, and they want you to know that they're judgment-free. No matter the state of your home, if you're looking to get out from under it or just want to walk away due to the amount of work that it needs, Wild Renovation is here to help. They'll look at any home, no matter the condition, and make you an offer. Get money for your home without involving a realtor. Learn more at wildrenovation.com or find them on Facebook. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program. Brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. Now, I know it seems like a year away with the weather outside, but March is literally just around the corner. 
That means more is going to be happening around Sheridan County. Getting outside without wanting to run back into the house and the museum at the Bighorns will reopen for the season. This morning, I am joined by the collections manager of the museum at the Bighorns, Jessica Salzman. Good morning, Jessica, and welcome back to the show. Morning, Floyd. Now, uh, have you been? It's been a while since you and I got to talk. Yeah, it's been a few months. I've been doing pretty good, keeping busy at work and getting everything ready to reopen. Yeah. You got any hobbies that keep you inside uh, during the winter? Oh, yeah, I've got tons of them. I'm an avid crocheter. I play a lot of Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, so right on. all of these are indoor activities <laughs> on purpose. Absolutely. Uh, D&D. I, I grew up uh, playing like a, an offshot of D&D mm-hmm. my whole life. I loved it when the YMCA actually came out with uh, Dungeons and Dragons Camp. <laughs> and I thought, you know what? It's it's really coming into the mainstream. It is. Uh, I think a lot of kids are, are realizing that that, you know, power of the imagination can mm-hmm. actually be better than oh, yeah. video games. Now, uh, it's is it good to have an executive director again to be able to kind of sit back and uh, not have to fill in when you, <laughs> during on those duties? Oh, well, it's fantastic to have Danny. She's got so much experience in museum education, programming. Uh, just basically everything in museums yeah. that she's able to kind of walk in, be a breath of fresh air, be able to look at things and say, this is something the museum does that works. This is something that could be better. And here's an idea of how it can be better, Yeah, it, which is really nice. And to be able to have two, two museum professionals there along with our board and our volunteers to just really feel like we're, we have like our feet under each other, under mm-hmm. ourselves and, uh, we can all focus on our strengths, yeah. which is really great. Yeah, absolutely. Instead of someone having to uh, jump into something that they're not too comfortable with, <laughs> but needs done. Right? Yeah. Like, and it's, it's, it, when it comes to like full-time staff up there, it's just uh, you and her, right? Correct. Mm. And uh, there's a lot of work to be done up there. There is. <laughs> now, um, for those who may not know, what does a collections manager do on a day-to-day basis? Oh, well, that's the million-dollar question. I never know. Uh, <laughs> Depends on the day, It right? does. Uh, collections managers, it's kind of in, it, it kind of is implied in the name. I manage the collection. I work with the items and make sure that they're housed correctly, cataloged. When we get new items, I make sure they're in the database, housed correctly. And I can also help with exhibit research. Now with a staff of two, that also means that I might be doing something like social media management or helping plan an event or installing an exhibit and designing an exhibit. Uh, So it's really, I'm the collections manager. My primary responsibilities are in the collections, but I do a little bit of everything. During the winter months, do you go back and basically look at everything within the collection, make sure that it's all housed correctly like you were talking about and that it's aging well? Uh, well, our collection has over 30,000 items in it. That's our estimate. So wow. I wouldn't be able to look at everything. Uh, the winter time allows me to catch up on some collections projects. And it also uh, allows me to focus on exhibit installation and other projects that we can't really do while we're open. Yeah, yeah. We've got uh, a, a medal from the Civil War that's passed around uh, down through my family. <laughs> And I can remember a great uncle of mine uh, showed it to me. It's in a little white box, and he opened it up, and it's laid in cotton. And the metal itself, you could tell it's just 
tarnished mm-hmm. and and really kind of infected. Well, I, I use the word infected, but the, that tarnish has kind of spread down into that cotton. Yeah, but it's all you know what the metal actually came in, mm-hmm. and uh, so I got to looking at that, and this was a number of years ago. But looking at it, I thought, man, time has just not been kind to that whatever metal that was. Mm-hmm. And you guys suffer the same thing, right? I mean, it's not as humid as the area that uh, that metal is mm-hmm. currently housed in. But you still have to deal with things like humidity and the elements, even on the inside of the museum, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's why a lot of the times when I'm housing something, I go for what's called a micro-environment. Uh, the museum is one box. Okay. The box that it's in is one box. The tissue it's wrapped in is another layer. And so it's all creating barriers between essentially what's bad for it. Yeah. So it's to keep bugs out, moisture, all that other kinds of things. Now, there are some items that need to breathe, but uh, more often than not, like with textiles, I'm putting them in smaller sections to protect them. Wow. You know, I, I heard once that uh, over in China, to preserve the old clay pots that they find, they have to fill them with hot water at, at certain points and let them kind of soak that up because that's what they were designed to do. Mm-hmm. But that's a way to manage that. Is there anything in our collection that you have to do something similar with? You said that there's things that we got to let breathe. Um, is there anything that you're like, you know what, we can't just hide that in a box and and Put it over there so it can sit. We have to actually X, Y, Z with this. I would say the best example we have would be saddles. Oh, wow. Really? Because uh, leather cracks if you just let it dry out. Yeah. So a lot of museums have humidifiers by their saddles, have them in a special room. Uh, some of them treat them with a variation of uh, saddle soap and oil, saddle oil. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't put as much on there because it's not being worked out by a writer. But it it does help maintain the life of the leather. Otherwise, it's just going to fall apart on you. Absolutely. My father uh, refurbished, I don't know how many different harnesses through the years. But that was uh, a hobby of his that he really enjoyed to do. And <laughs> our garage just, it was mink oil. You walk in and that's all you smell with mink <laughs> oil. is absolutely horrible. All right. So uh, you've got uh, a paleontology exhibit. We do. Now, this is going to be open when when the museum opens on Wednesday. Uh, so you're going to see a lot up there, folks. Now, can you tell me a little bit about this exhibit? What What is a paleontology exhibit? Well, a paleontology exhibit can be a lot of things. Uh, we decided for uh, the exhibits called Dinosaurs to Mammals, 150 Million Years of Wyoming Prehistory. And we're focusing on four different times. Uh, the Jurassic, Cretaceous, Eocene, and Pleistocene. The Cretaceous and Jurassic are periods, and the Eocene and Pleistocene are epochs, which are essentially subsets of geological time. And focusing on the life within those four types of things, what Wyoming looked like, uh, we tried to keep it as much to animals that are believed to have been in the area, during that time, several of the specimens are either originals or casts of uh, items found in Wyoming or Montana, that kind of thing. So just trying to give people a taste. Yeah, a, a look back yeah. in a way. Now, with uh, this new paleontology exhibit, you guys have gotten quite a bit of uh, material to show off. Uh, yes. 
exhibits or items. How, how many did you end up receiving? Oh, gosh. Now I'm thinking back to my loan paperwork. <laughs> uh, I'd say we probably got over 50 items oh, wow. from the Museum of Discovery uh, over at Sheridan College from their paleontology collection. And we worked in concert with them to design the whole thing. So that was really a great group effort. So when I start the exhibit, will I be all the way back, say, in the Jurassic period? Do I start at the oldest and kind of work my way through history? That's the way we have it laid out. But we tried to have it encapsulated enough to where if you just walk up to the Pleistocene case, you can still get the information you need, even though you're at the quote unquote wrong end. Right. Uh, <laughs> You can just work backwards then. Uh, but, but we've got uh, panels next to each of the cases to try to tell you about each of the time periods. And then we also have a uh, interactive that I think is pretty cool. Uh, the Museum of Discovery had a large uh, sauropod leg bone, a femur. A sauropod's like a long neck dinosaur, I think, little foot. And uh, people can touch it. Oh, wow. How cool is that? Yeah. Now, when it comes to all these uh, exhibits, uh, as the collections manager, was there a special procedure that you have to follow when handling these things? How did you have to change that up? Uh, Well, what's very important to museums is having a paper trail. We have to dot our I's, cross our T's, uh, make sure that we have a list of items that will be coming into the museum, be able to create loan paperwork, add the items into the database to be able to track their location. And then when the exhibit's over in two years, we'll be able to check all of these items off to make sure that they all go As they go out the door. Yeah. Pretty much. Like as they're being packed up. What about handling when you're making those exhibits? Uh, do you, are there special gloves they have to wear? Just the good old classic, uh, what are they? Linen? I don't like the cotton gloves. Cotton. I, uh, I tend to use nitrile. Okay, yeah. I, I feel like it gives me a better grip. But uh, cotton gloves, people use a lot. With paleontological specimens, you'll see a lot of people just not bothering because your oils aren't going to hurt a rock. Uh, but uh, when I do try to handle something that's fragile, I do wear the nitrile. Yeah, yeah. What about moving it around? Is there any kind of... Because I would just be like carrying a, a, a China doll through, you know, an exhibit. I just... Is there any precaution that you take from here to there? A lot of the stuff is uh, pretty sturdy, but I do try to, you know, you do the common sense things like you make sure the path that you're taking is clear. You use both hands. You might use a tray to carry things uh, just to make sure everything gets safely where it's going. Yeah. Is there a favorite? Do Do you have a personal favorite in this collection? Actually, one of my favorites is actually a cast. It's in the Eocene case and it's a cast of a uintitherium skull a uintitherium was like this it almost looked like a rhino tapir okay and there were and animals like it were like the dominant animal on earth and they're so cool they've got these little like nodules on the top of their head and they're Kind of cute. The skull is. I think they're cute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A little unusual looking, but uh, yeah. I, I mean, these were large mammals. They were. Right? So so when people go in there and, and they look at this exhibit, the, the mammals that we're going to see, believe it or not, are not like the small mice or the voles that might be mm-hmm. found uh, throughout the ages. 
But the large mammals that yeah. wandered around. Uh, by the time you get especially to the Pleistocene, which is the Ice Age, mammals were massive. You had mammal, you had mastodons, mammoths, uh, giant sloths, giant armadillos. Wow. Uh, and those died off with the Pleistocene extinction. And uh, the largest one that survived in North America was the bison. Really? The bison is part of that? Yes. Uh, they were even bigger. Uh they were bison and tiquis, and they kind of evolved down into the bison we have today. But they're still the largest land animal in North America. Could you imagine facing one of those things out in the wild? No, I don't want to face the ones <laughs> that are out there today in the I wild. Know. Yeah. Like, uh, tourists do, and tourists fail. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they do. All right. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk more with the Museum at the Bighorns. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Shared. First Federal Bank and Trust, again recognizing another $1,000 cash winner and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Y.O. Theater is receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust, Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. You bagged your trophy elk. Now imagine having its ivory handcrafted into the perfect piece of jewelry. At Legacy Diamond and Gems, their in-house jewelers can take your memory of the big hunt and preserve it into fine pieces of jewelry to last generations. Using your imagination, the skilled jewelers at Legacy Diamond and Gems can create something truly exceptional. Visit them at 11 North Main Street or online at LegacyDiamondGems.com. Hurry in now. Delicious McDonald's deals are now more fun, more accessible, and better than ever through the McDonald's mobile app. The app is now the only place you can earn My McDonald's reward points on every McDelivery order. Plus, you can get those free McDonald's rewards you earn delivered, too. Just order, relax, and enjoy. McDonald's will bring your faves to you. Just go to the Google Play or Apple App Store and download the new McDonald's mobile app and start saving. Download it now. McDonald's, Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette. Have you been online to the Sheridan Commercial Company office supply website? Hi, Kurt Smith here for the Sheridan Commercial Company. Sheridan commercial.com will allow you to explore and compare prices with other national brands. We offer delivery or in-store pickup. Over 41,000 items are available by going online at SheridanCommercial.com. That's SheridanCommercial.com. Plus, we carry a line of supplies in our store for your everyday needs. The Sheridan Commercial Company, Office Supply Department at 303 Broadway. Open seven days a week. Do you ever use words that you don't know the meaning of just to make yourself sound more photosynthesis? Well, at the Health Nut, you don't have to sound all that smart to feel better about yourself. You can do that at the Healthy Soup, Salad, Sandwich, and Smoothie Bar. And aisle after aisle of healthy supplements to keep you sharp as a centroid. In an organic grocery store that is just as smart. The Health Nut, on Sheridan's 5th Street, where you will always leave feeling calculus. 
Wyoming Corporate Office is the trusted business choice behind thousands of businesses. Whether it's business formation, payroll, corporate paperwork, mail scanning service, or small business phone service, Wyoming Corporate Office powers over 100,000 businesses worldwide and locally. This makes Wyoming Corporate Office the state's largest business-to-business service provider located right here in Sheridan, Wyoming. If you're drowning in corporate paperwork looking for someone with an unmatched experience that cares and wants to be your partner in making your business successful, trust that Wyoming Corporate Office can help you focus on what makes your business tick. Learn more today by visiting wyomingcorporateoffice.com. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. My guest this morning is Jessica Salzman. She's the collections manager at the museum at the Bighorns. The museum at the Bighorns has been closed for the winter, but it will open its doors on March 1st. That is is this Wednesday. I cannot believe March is finally here. I, I know, right? I thought February was going to last forever. <laughs> now, if you frequent the museum and enjoy the many events that they hold every year, why not become a member? Jessica, what does it mean to be a member of the museum at the Bighorns? Uh, well, the museum membership comes with a number of benefits for the member and for us. Uh, you get to help support uh, the history of the area, this history that we're all uh, fond of. And then you also get free admission to the museum. You get a, based on your membership level, you get a number of guest passes. We have member exclusive events. Like we had an opening reception for the paleontology exhibit last week that was uh, members only. And there are also other things, some events will have membership rates that it's a little cheaper to go into or free. So there are definitely benefits to becoming a member uh, beyond just being able to help support this history and these stories that we we all love. How do members benefit the museum itself? Oh, well, membership is, allows us to have an, an income because we uh, that money's coming in every year. It helps pay for programming, salaries, air conditioning, plumbing, you know, it helps pay for everything that uh, our members are really kind of the backbone of what we do. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, uh, being a member of a museum, if if you love history, then you know that you're going to go hang out with a bunch of people very like-minded to yourself. Mm-hmm. And the conversations can be so rich. Uh, and you can end up learning so much. And there's a lot of programming that goes along with the Museum at the Bighorns. But uh, you said it uh, when you and I were talking beforehand, programming's kind of getting revamped. We're, we're taking a good look at it. Yeah. Uh, kind of like I said earlier, Danny has decades of experience uh, from very early on in her career with museum programming, museum education, uh, and she's done a lot of consulting with other museums when she was with the North Dakota State Historical Society. And she's lia- she's done liaisoning with t-shirt with teachers. Yeah. And so she really has so much experience to be able to look at all the museum's programming and go, this is great. And this could be better. And here's an idea of how I can make it better. And here's something new that I think would be great, like doing interpretive programs in the galleries, uh, oh, things, wow. things like that, that she's really excited about and working on getting some final details out to uh, be able to offer a wider variety and give people a reason to come to the museum. And uh, we really want to be that place where people want to 
take their children. They want to come themselves to receive that in, in enrichment. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, help try to tell the stories of this part of Wyoming and make it accessible to all ages. And I think that's one of the best parts about smaller museums. You know, you've got the big... The big national ones, you got the big state ones, but it's really the smaller museums that preserve the history of that local area. Mm-hmm. So whenever we go to a, a new area or we're wanting to explore, that's one of the first things that I, I always want to look for mm-hmm. is like that's where's the small local museum? Because that's the place where the real history, no, no offense against the big ones. Yeah, they're but, great. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, the real local, the farmer's tale, the, the mm-hmm. miner's story, that's yeah. where it's going to be preserved. And so it's great to know that the museum at the Bighorns is doing just that for our area. And mm-hmm. I'm excited to hear about new programs, about uh, uh, new experiences, especially for the people who may have been members for the past decades. Uh, yeah. You know, something new uh, uh, is always great. Now, there are some things that are going to be staying the same. Mm-hmm. The pancake breakfast isn't going anywhere, is it? No, that will be on its normal weekend during the Eaton's uh, horse drive. And that's really just an event we all look forward to being able to have that fantastic view of the horses, be able to come together with people who are supporting the museum with their purchase of their pancakes and uh, people coming through the museum. It's, It's really just a great day. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's become tradition for a lot of folks. It Go has. get some pancakes, watch the horses run for the year. I mean, it's really something that a lot of folks look forward to. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that's not changing at all. Uh, another thing that uh, may be getting revamped, but doesn't sound like they're going anywhere, are the history trunks. Now, mm-hmm. this is a program that I didn't know about until I looked it up. Could you explain what these are for folks? Uh, well, what the history trunks are, they are a trunk that teachers can check out to have some programming created for them to just be able to look at the lesson plan, the supplies in the trunk, and be able to use it. Uh, We've got one on the bison. We've got one on Pioneer Games. Uh, We've got one on coal. How cool is that? And I want to say we have a fourth one, but I'm completely blanking on what it is right now. Oh, that's okay. Uh, But if any teachers want information on that, we'd love to talk to them about checking it out. Checking out the trunk is free. Uh, We just figure out when you can pick it up, when you want to drop it off, and you can bring that programming to your classrooms that most people that want it are for elementary school programs. And that's fantastic because this is full of a bunch of hands-on type of Mm-hmm. resources right like yeah. uh, being able to have all the materials right there in one trunk pass it around to feel say like bison fur yes mm-hmm. you know that's that's a fantastic experience for a little one yeah and being able to smell bison tallow uh, feel other different things uh, play the pioneer games that their great 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 grandparents were playing like hoop toss uh, potato sack races kind of gets you a glimpse into the past yeah yeah, it gives you a better understanding when you go through it yourself. Exactly. Uh, I think a lot of people who are very involved in the museum do that. Now, if I want to become a member of the museum, if someone out there is listening, they're like, you know what? Yep, this is right up my alley. What do they need to do? Well, I would encourage them to come by the museum, uh, fill out a form, pay for their membership, and then we'll send them their membership card and their guest passes uh, in the mail to uh, that will make them good for a year 
And and this is going to open up a whole new world of history for you folks. So you, plus, you're going to be helping out our museum up there at the Bighorns to preserve the regional history as well as uh, help promote exhibits like what we've got going on up there at the Paleontology Exhibit. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, real quick, before uh, before you take off, can you uh, just, are we having like an opening day celebration or anything at all? Uh, no, we're not really doing an opening day celebration. Uh, uh, being open in, uh, we are open more hours than we were last year during oh, March. Uh, we're going to be open from 9 to 5, Tuesday through Saturday. And our hours are changing seasonally, but we're going to be open from 9 to 5. And during uh, most of the summer, we're going to be open daily. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Like through the weekend all the way. Wow. Yeah. You, <laughs> you got a busy summer ahead we do. of you, my friend. All right, Jessica, I want to thank you for coming in and speaking with us today. And good luck with the reopening thank on Wednesday. You. All right, when we come back, we're going to speak with the Sheridan Foster Parent Exchange Program. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM, Sheridan. First Federal Bank and Trust, again recognizing another $1,000 cash winner and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Y.O. Theater is receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust, Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. Champion Funeral Home is dedicated to providing compassionate and personalized service to your families. They provide support, personable care, and affordable prices to Sheridan and Johnson County and surrounding areas. Champion Funeral Home has been family-owned and operated since 1911. They will comfort you in your time of need and provide your family with a meaningful tribute to your loved one. Contact Champion Funeral Home at championfh.com or call 674-6369. Wyoming Corporate Office is the trusted business choice behind thousands of businesses. Whether it's business formation, payroll, corporate paperwork, mail scanning service, or small business phone service, Wyoming Corporate Office powers over 100,000 businesses worldwide and locally. This makes Wyoming Corporate Office the state's largest business-to-business service provider located right here in Sheridan, Wyoming. If you're drowning in corporate paperwork looking for someone with an unmatched experience that cares and wants to be your partner in making your business successful, trust that Wyoming Corporate Office can help you focus on what makes your business tick. Learn more today by visiting wyomingcorporateoffice.com. You know, back in the day, eggs and toilet paper were so plentiful that we used to throw them at the homes of our enemies. And the same goes today for your 4 before side-by-side and snowmobile. They're no longer able to be tuned up by you or fixed by you. And if you do do it, you won't do it right. Enter Hando Service Center, where if you can't get your machine into the shop, Joel come and get it, fix it up, tune it up, and bring it back easy peasy, non greasy. Hando Service Center on Sheridan's Heartland Drive. Sheridan County High School students present Footloose, the musical. When Ren and his mother move from Chicago to a small farming town, he is prepared for the inevitable adjustment period at his new high school, but he's not prepared for the rigorous local edicts, including a ban on dancing enforced by the local city council, who is determined to exercise control over the town's youth. The heartfelt story that emerges pins a father longing for the son he lost against a young man aching for the father who walked out on him. Footloose celebrates the wisdom of listening to young people while guiding them with a warm heart and open mind. Performances will be March 2nd and 3rd at 7.15 
2.15 p.m. with two shows on March 4th at 2 p.m. and 7.15 p.m. in the Sioux Henry Theater for the Performing Arts at Sheridan High School. Tickets will be on sale starting February 11th. Contact the Sheridan High School at 307-674-7405 or at scsd2.com. Tickets are $12 in advance and at the door. Special thanks to our sponsors and supporters, Sheridan Media, Bighorn Design, Epiphany, McGillicuddy Media Productions, Craft Co. Metalworks, and the Wild Theater. Footloose, the musical, is performed with permission from Concord Theatricals. Come get Footloose at Sheridan High School. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. The Sheridan Foster Parent Exchange. It's a Christian organization that serves children in crisis throughout Sheridan and Johnson County. It's made up of people who who foster community resources and supplies that are going to help these children feel safe, valued, and loved. For the second part of our show this morning, we are joined by the co-founder of the Sheridan Foster Parent Exchange and its executive director, Carla Creighton. Good morning, Carla, and welcome back to the show. Thank you, Floyd. How you doing? I'm great, thank you. You look like you're feeling really good. I am. Uh, I am. That's fantastic to hear. Now, can you tell us a little bit about the Foster Parent Exchange itself, this, this program? There's a lot of people out there who might not know uh, what it is that you guys do. Well, absolutely. I'm happy to share about that. The Foster Parent Exchange is a program that was founded 10 years ago by a foster daughter and myself. And when I got my foster daughter, she came with a small bag of clothing and some of it fit, some of it didn't. And we went to Walmart and we spent about $350 and bought her what she needed. But I thought, man, there's got to be an easier way to do this. It was New Year's Eve and it was kind of overwhelming to take her to Walmart with all the people. And so four months later, the program was born in our living room. Oh, wow. Yeah. So uh, she came to me in December, New Year's Eve of 2013 or 2012, rather. And then on uh, March 13th of uh, 2013, the Foster Parent Exchange began. Mm -hmm. And what we started doing, our first service was provided in the, the Walmart parking lot, (laughs) <laughs> uh, to, a, to a foster mom in Johnson County who had gotten three kiddos. Yeah. And um, we got some clothing from a consignment store and we bought some supplies from Walmart and we gathered some Easter baskets because, of course, it was Easter time. And we met in the Walmart parking lot and gave her the supplies and that's kind of how it was born. Yeah. Um, but right now we do... We do a week's worth of clothing, socks, pajamas, underwear, hygiene kit, and toys, and deliver them directly to the foster families as soon as the kids go into care. Sometime we're the first stop before they even go to a foster home. The caseworker will bring the kid to our the kiddo to our office, and we actually hand them the bag of supplies so they go right to the foster home with everything that they need. Oh wow! So even uh, social workers have recognized the organization as a first stop. Right. We we provide, um, like I said, that's our that's our main service, and sometimes we're the we're their first stop. Otherwise, we deliver the bags, but we're on call twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. Now I'm I don't want to sound like I'm I'm talking bad about social workers or anything like that, but they have very limited resources to work with to begin with. Yes. So you know, maybe they've been up all night trying to help this kid get this child out of a, a dangerous situation. And and 
the best thing they could do was grab like a small bag before they left. Uh, I mean, how many times do you see that situation, Carla? It's actually most of the time. And especially if it's a, if it's a drug situation, the kids aren't allowed to bring anything. Wow. Um, really? Especially if it's like a, a situation where there was methamphetamine. Yeah. They can't bring anything. Of course, the clothing, you know, is, has, you know, drug been contaminated. And, yeah. yeah. So, and a lot of times we find that sometimes the clothes don't fit and things like that. Um, so that happens more times than not that a kid will either have ill fitting clothes. They won't have anything. There's no time to grab it or it's a drug related situation. And they literally go out of that house with what they're wearing at best. At best. Wow. I've, I've had kids, uh, come in with just a diaper, oh. a wet diaper. Wow. So in the, in the past 10 years, I've seen a lot of, a lot of those types of, of scenarios. So you, you and, and your co-founder, uh, what's their name? Uh, she is Trayla Smith. Trayla Smith. It's in, and she's still involved. Oh yes. That's fantastic to hear. She's, uh, she is now 18 years old. She was seven when I got her and, uh, I had her until she, I had her for, I think eight months and then she she went back to her family, but she's still very involved. We talk almost every day. That's fantastic. Yeah. And you saw this need, uh, and decided, you know what? I got to do something about it. So, how did you first start raising funds for this? Uh, we actually just started talking about it in the community, and I'm a, I'm of course very passionate about it because I was a foster kid as well, and so my passion kind of came through and people's are, people are like, Oh, our very first gift was from, uh, the Homer and Mildred Scott foundation. Oh, fantastic. And that was one of our very first gifts or large gifts rather. And it, it helped kind of springboard us into the work we're doing now. It, it gave you that starting opportunity to get everything going. Now, how many do you have on staff now? Uh, well, there's three of us. And we have a herd of volunteers that are just amazing. We've got an IT guy that volunteers uh, nine hours a week now. Oh, wow. And we've got another uh, volunteer crew that comes in every week to sort donations and things like that. But there's always a need for more. <laughs> so, absolutely. And and the Army can grow at any point, right? Right. And you need it to grow. Now, where are you located in Sheridan? Uh, We are located at 19 East 7th Street, right behind uh, Dave Craft Farm Bureau Insurance. Used to be the dive shop. Uh, The dive shop. Yeah, it's a a scuba diving shop. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. (laughs) Now, uh, in... in all the time, the 10 years, the, the decade that you've been, have you added services? What exactly are the services that you provide? Well, we have added a lot of services. Um, we also provide clothing for kids who wind up in Milestone's youth home. Um, a lot of times they don't have anything when they go in either. Same or, situation. They show yeah. up with little to nothing. Right. It's it's sometimes a crisis situation there, too, if they're, if they're there and they house kids 10 to 17. So that's our demographic. We also provide uh, services to the girls school. Um, We'll go do what they call a pop-up shop. And we've got special things that are donated that are mainly for teen girls. And we go up there and set up a whole shop and the girls can shop from that. Oh, that's fantastic. It's kind of a special blessing for them. Um, We've added a Christmas store. So um, 
the grandparents who are raising their grandkids can come in and shop and also the foster parents and some adoptive ones come too, but they come, come and shop for the kiddos. We had 120 uh, kiddos shopped for in the Christmas store this past this past year. Oh, that's fantastic. It was amazing. Each each person got four presents for per child. And you guys had enough. Oh yeah. Oh we, wow. Yeah. It was it was amazing. We've got some very generous uh donors, Walmart and corporate office. And it it was and uh, also we dealt with uh famous footwear. Uh helps us out a lot. If anyone in the community ever goes to Famous Footwear and they ask you to round up, that money definitely comes to us. Oh, how cool. And okay. um, they provided things this year like like scholarships this year so foster kids could go to art classes and gymnastics. And they send us footwear and socks and things like that that we could provide for the store as well. Plus their money um, sent a whole pallet full of toys for um, younger kids and older kids like razors and um hair hair straighteners and yeah. things like that that they may need to you know it's it's heartbreaking to hear uh about the the things that these kids end up missing out on you know uh and and like you said a lot of times it's it's situations like hair straighteners there's things like that that we take for granted every single day uh but these foster kids, some adoptive kids end up missing out on this type of thing. And so it's great to hear that uh, someone out there is going, you know what? And uh, is it your experience as a foster child that you're drawing from when you think, where is the need? A lot of times, but I've experienced so many kids and I think, what, what do they need? And I've got a lot that come in Floyd that haven't even celebrated a birthday before. And so we, we provide birthday boxes now and we provide adoption boxes as well. That, you know, because a lot of times they wind up going into foster care around their birthday, believe it or not. It's kind of a weird phenomenon. And so we've got the birthday boxes available to help them celebrate those. Um, But they just, the kids that we serve go through a lot of things. And right now, um, another service that we we added brings me back to that a little bit is uh, we're working with Department of Family Services and they're, they're actually trying to keep more kids home if it's if it's a safe situation other than the fact that the house is messy, yeah, you know, like they need, the parent needs to learn how to clean. Yeah. Um, we, we provide a program for that. Now we just started that it's called the healthy homes initiative. We had a private donor set us up on a pilot program. So we have an instructor that will work with DFS and go into the home and give them a set way to, to clean. We'll provide cleaning supplies and that will help the kid be able to stay home if, if the cleaning is the only the, the only issue. Wow, yeah. that's amazing to hear. So, so we're actually working to keep these. We're not going in and ripping kids out of homes or anything. Uh, no. I mean, if so, it's a dangerous situation. If if it's found not to be dangerous, maybe just a little bit of help. Yeah, we we've changed a lot of the a lot of what we do to prevention work. Yeah. Um, it's, it's so important to keep the kids with the family, if at all possible, if they're safe, mm-hmm. it's so much more traumatic to remove them Absolutely. and the scars that it leaves is just, it's devastating. Um, so we're working with a lot of families that are in hotels because we find we've got several families that are living in hotels with children and the expense of the hotel is so much. Yeah. And so often the kids needs get neglected 
And so the parent liaisons at Compass will bring it to our attention and say, oh, can you help this family with maybe another mattress or a hot plate or something like that, just so they can take care of the needs of the family. That way, we, we've been seeing a lot less cases from hotels since we started working with that component. It shocks me to think that there's so many children out there who don't live like what we would define as a normal childhood. Um, you know, and, and I guess that's debatable, but uh, when you don't have a mattress to sleep on or something as simple as a hot plate changes your life. It does. You know, it's we, we kind of have to take a step back and, and say, okay, how can we help? So, Carla, how can we help? If if someone out there listening is, is saying, you know what, this is this is who I want to give to. This is the difference I want to make. How do they do that? Well, they can give on our website. Um, also, becoming a monthly donor is a great way. Even ten bucks a month helps a lot. So the price you'd pay for a combo meal helps a lot when yeah. it comes to you know buying essential supplies. Basics for us have gone way up as far as like since COVID. Even things like body wash, like the three-in-one body wash for kids is almost $5 a bottle. Wow. You know, it's it was 98 cents previously. Holy so, cow. Yeah, things like that have gone gone way up. Um, we always need uh, brand new supplies for babies, you know, like things like bottles and things like that. Um, and we give away a lot of beds. Um, last year, we gave away 19 this year, it's uh, the end of February, and we've given away 10. Holy cow. Wow, yeah. really? Yeah. So I have a feeling it's going to be a big year for beds. We have someone who offers them to us wholesale, but those are still something we need to buy. So, um, you know, if if people want to help with beds, that's great too. Carla, with with inflation and and everything going up, I mean— if someone wanted to just give money uh, to help you to to get these things, is it just kind of a check uh, that we can help out with? Are there other organizations that are doing the Roundup thing too? Uh, well, Famous Footwear is the main one that does it here in town. Wyoming Corporate Office helps with a lot of in-kind donations, as does Walmart um, for our basic clothing and, and that type of thing. Um, but, yeah, even like I said, if we can get some monthly donors, that would – you know, some more monthly donors, that would be a fantastic help. Now, when it comes to somebody wanting to donate, say, like clothes or the bottles or things uh, like that, do these have to be new items, recently purchased, still in package? Uh, no, we do. We do from time to time take used clothing. We just like to know ahead of time that you're going to bring it to see if it's in need okay. and see if we have the help to to sort through it. The baby items, I like to be new, of course. Yeah. You know, bottles and things like that. You don't like to have those used. Okay. But. So someone can go down to the store, buy a bunch of baby stuff, give you a call, and and then drop it off. Yes, absolutely. Uh, what number should they call? They should call 307-461-9113. And you have an Amazon uh, list of needs. Yes, uh, we do. So if I pop on there... Um, and, and purchase some of these items, is it okay to just send them directly to you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. 
We have people who do that often. You can do it anonymously. You can put your name on it, however you like to do it. And it comes directly to our post office box. We pick it up, we bring it in, we log it in, we use it. Okay, that's that's fantastic to hear. Now, a, a good thing, a celebration of 10 years is coming up. Can you tell me a little bit about this? Well, you know, we really, we talked about it and everybody says, oh, is this a fundraiser? And no, it's not. I mean, if if you'd like to donate, we'd love it. If you happen to bring the checkbook along. Yeah, no problem there. But really, I just wanted to celebrate all of the people who've made our work possible. We could not do it without the people who, who donate to us, um, without the people who volunteer with us. Um, Wyoming Corporate Office and Health Nut uh, donated some amazing door prizes. We've got some smart globes and some smart watches and some other fun stuff and Health Nut donated some health and beauty things, so that'll be fun. Joey's Fly Fishing donated a 10th anniversary rod and reel, and we are oh, going to— Oh, wow. Yeah, we're, we are going to live auction that. Um, there'll, be, there'll be treats. We'll be um, acknowledging some of our, our longer-term volunteers. We, we've got some volunteers. We had one volunteer that put in— f- uh, 200 hours in just over four months. Wow. And so we we have quite a crew, and without them, it, it wouldn't be possible. So, And without our donors, things wouldn't be possible either. So we just kind of want to acknowledge our community and just say thank you because they've helped us. I mean, last year we provided over about 2,500 services, and we're able to help start two new foster parent exchanges. That is fantastic to hear. <laughs> now, when is when and where is this happening? Uh, March the 12th, which is a Sunday, uh, from 1 to 4 at the fairgrounds. And what are we going to see there? Uh, well, there'll be live music. Also, Manchester Street Coffee will be there. There'll be games for the kids. And we're going to have a very fun quiz with a good prize. Uh, if you've listened today, then you know some of the answers. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, It'll just be a fun time to celebrate. One one of our volunteers had the idea that everybody wears name tags and says if they're a foster parent or an adoptive parent or if they're a donor so people can get to know each other and, and yeah. you know, know where the support comes from in our community. I bet that's great to have an opportunity to speak with another foster parent when you've been doing it. Absolutely. We're, I'm, I'm currently a foster parent and it's... You know, it's great to be able to share that with other foster parents. We're starting a foster parent support group uh, this year as well. That's fantastic, Carla. When you start that, would you do me the favor of coming back on the show so that we can talk about this? Absolutely. I think that would be great. Uh, Try and get that word out as much as we can. The Sheridan Foster Parent Exchange's 10th anniversary celebration, folks. Carla, I want to thank you for coming in this morning. Uh, Now, just real quick, one more time. If someone wanted to uh, stop in and volunteer, give me your address. Uh, 19 East 7th Street. And, All right. and one other thing I kind of wanted to circle back on. Oh, we, our music's playing. Okay. Real quick. Uh, Ramico Foundation has a $1,500 match right now. So if anybody gives, it'll be doubled up to $1,500. Fantastic. All right. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. First Federal Bank and Trust, again recognizing another $1,000 cash winner and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Y.O. Theater is receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? 
We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust, shared media present, community commitment, member FDIC. Employee-owned Oftedal Construction Incorporated invites residents in Sheridan and the surrounding area to attend a project job fair on March 7th from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. at the Best Western Hotel in Sheridan, Wyoming, in support of the Sheridan Streets Project starting this April. Oftedal is recruiting experienced underground utility foremen, heavy equipment operators, laborers, side dump and water truck drivers to help complete the two-year project. Oftedal representatives will be available to answer employment questions and interview interested persons. Call 406-853-1131 to pre-schedule an interview or apply online at oftedalconstruction.com. That's Oftedal Construction, O-F-T-E-D-A-L, construction.com. Hey, y'all, it's Eli Mosley. The band and I are headed your way to play at the Y.O. Theater Friday, March 3rd at 7 o'clock. You've heard my music on your local radio station. Now come see us live and come say hi. I'd love to meet you and hope to see you there. Once again, that's at the Y.O. Theater in Sheridan, Wyoming at 7 o'clock on Friday, March 3rd. See ya. Is your window having a hard time rolling up and down, slow, getting stuck? Novus Autoglass can replace your window regulators along with windshield replacement and repair. Novus Autoglass is an insurance preferred provider. Any visual impairments, the window doesn't have to be broken. Big or small, we can fix it all. Stop in or call today to make an appointment. In some cases, we can get you in the same day. Novus Autoglass, 347 North Main, 672-0139. This is Mandy Koltesko with Century 21 BHJ Realty, and now is the time to vote for your favorite pet photo in the Happy Valentine's Day photo contest. Voting goes through the 27th, and the lucky winner, by most votes, will get $200 in chamber bucks. Think of all the goodies you can buy for your pet with that. Help out your favorite pet by voting today. Winner will be chosen on the 28th. Vote now, SheridanMedia.com. KROE. Sheridan, broadcasting from the Wyoming Corporate Office Studio. K-R-O-E!